Hello, it's me, Ben Pavlo, host of the Raising Yourself Up podcast. And I wanted to take a minute to let you know that I have a new book that was just released. It's called The Young Adult Starter Kit, 12 Steps to Being a Better Person. It's available now on Amazon. And I also still have my Self-Help for At-Risk Teens book. So go ahead and please check them both out and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Self-Help for At-Risk Teens podcast. I'm Ben Pavlo, author, entrepreneur, certified life coach, and self-help enthusiast, bringing you tips, techniques, and strategies on how you can overcome the odds and live the life of your dreams. You can find related resources along with free access to four of the most influential personal development books ever written by going to www.theselfhelpcompany.com. Now let's start the show. Hey, it's Ben. Welcome to the show. Today we're going to talk about what is putting you at risk, which is the first chapter in my new book, Self-Help for At-Risk Teens. In the first chapter, we talk about what is putting you at risk. And in the second chapter, we talk about what you're at risk of. I know I'm not getting into real detail here in this first chapter, but in the second chapter, we kind of expand on it. Now, as we all know, life isn't always fair. You know, we're all born into different circumstances. Why do some people have it better than others? You know, there's really no one answer to these questions. Now, as a baby, we don't get a choice about what our lives are like. But once we get old enough to know what's going on, it's our job to take control of our situation. Now, the term at risk does not need to be a bad thing. You know, it's only a negative if you let it be. If you don't know you're at risk, you could really suffer the consequences before you even know what has happened. And if you understand up front that you are at risk, you could better prepare yourself for handling different situations when they show up. If you don't know right from wrong, your behavior will reflect it. So looking back now, I could see the warning signs that were going on in my life. They were all around me. I just didn't notice them because I wasn't paying attention. If you haven't read the book yet, I'll fill you in just a little bit here. And why I was at risk growing up is I came from a broken home. My father left when I was three and was never in my life. He passed away suddenly when I was 10 years old. I had been raised by a single mother my whole life. And so just not having a father figure in my life really put me at risk because I had a real lack of discipline. You know, my mother tried really hard to raise me and my brother right, and she did her best, but unfortunately, she was a little too soft when it came to discipline. And so for me, I didn't have that discipline in my life. I didn't really, I wasn't never really punished for my bad behavior, and I just continued on. So my troubles really just started to show when I was in fifth grade and I was expelled from elementary school because of my behavior, because I didn't realize why I was acting out and why I had these issues, I continued to have behavior problems, you know, well into the future and never really addressed it over the next several years after having been expelled. And my problems just continue to grow. Part of the reason why I'm doing this show and why I wrote the book is to help you become aware of the fact that you are at risk if you have 
been exposed to certain situations. I'll talk about a few of the more common situations that could be putting you at risk. But of course, the list is much longer than I could possibly cover because we're all unique in our own way. And I can't imagine everything that is possible. But I'm going to cover just a few of the more common situations and some of the stuff that I've gone through personally. So here are just a few of the situations that could be putting you at risk. Now, if you're from a broken home, you may have come from a broken home where you're only being raised by one parent and you know just not having the discipline or just not having the structure. Maybe your parent is accommodating for trying to make up for both parents. Uh, either way, this coming from a broken home where you're only being raised by one parent is putting you at risk, You know, depending on whether you're a boy or a girl, whether you're being raised by a mother or father. you know The situation is going to vary and how it could affect you is going to vary. Just be aware of the fact that you are at risk for only having that one parent in your life because it does take you know two parents in a lot of situations. So both parents bring a unique perspective to a young person's life. And if you are lacking that aspect of the relationship, it, it could have some negative effects if you're not aware of it. So you may need to you know seek out an aunt or an uncle or someone else to kind of give you that relationship that you need from the parent that you don't have. So try to find a way to, you know, connect with someone else who can provide that structure or that that guidance or just that shoulder to lean on or you know if you need advice and and things like that be aware of the thought that it, you could be in an at-risk situation because of coming from a broken home the next situation that could be putting you at risk is either divorce or separation. So if your parents are, are experiencing this, it's putting a lot of uncertainty into your life, you know, whether, you know, you don't know if they're going to stay together, you don't know if they're going to go live separately, you don't know if you're going to have to go between two houses, how the relationship will be moving forward. And it it's just creates a lot of uncertainty. And that in, in itself could be putting you at risk because you may have a tendency to act out or misbehave, maybe to get some extra attention or something else that could be going on where you know, you're getting involved in trying to mend the relationship or whatever, where you could potentially be making it worse. Or, I mean, there's a lot of reasons why this particular um, set of circumstances could be putting you at risk. Be aware of it and try to live and adjust in a way that will help you understand what's going on, ask questions, and really just try to help yourself grow through the situation instead of trying to rebel against it. And I think that will help you. The next topic is the a lack of education. Now, if you have a lack of education, whether it be because you, you know, moving around a lot and not being in school or some other circumstance that may have put you uh, in jeopardy of going to school, getting the education that may be out of your control. Now, that's something that you may not be able to do anything about, but if you are in school and you're registered and you go, but you just don't participate, now that's totally on you for not taking the action necessary. So you, if you're going to go to school, participate and get that education, because without an education, you're at risk of a lot of different things. There are a lot of reasons why you in the future, we'll have a lot of missed opportunities because of not, not having that education. So if you're currently in school and you're just not participating and you're sitting in the classroom, just, you know, drawings on, on notes and stuff that aren't pertaining to the to the lessons, that's something that you can totally correct. If you're going to school and you're skipping classes and you're just hanging outside and not going into the building, these are totally controllable issues. And it 
would be in your best interest to really start to take school more seriously because when you're in high school, that is your job. Learning is a very important part of growing up and it would really benefit you to continue to get your education. You may have unfortunately lost a parent. He or she may have passed away or simply you just don't have a relationship with them. And when any young person is faced with this situation, it could cause a wide variety of issues with lasting effects that can put you at risk. Now, I personally have had this experience and I understand what type of experiences I've had as a result of it that I reacted in all the wrong ways. Instead of seeking out grief and loss groups and really trying to get help and get some guidance and some counseling, I just went on a you know, totally different direction and just went and acted out and committed crime and, and used illegal substances and all these other things that all just made my problems worse. They made my life worse. They made my problems worse. And instead of trying to grow through the situation, I just totally made my, my life worse because of it. I talk about this a lot throughout the book, you know, grief and loss counseling. I did wind up getting years after my parents passed away when I was incarcerated, when I was in a juvenile program, I was able to get some of the counseling that I needed and it was very helpful. But had I not been in the program, I would have never gotten the counseling. A lot of times it's up to you to seek this stuff out because if there's, you know, people don't know what you need if you don't tell them about it. And if you don't realize you need some counseling, you may not seek it out on your own. So if you've gone through the unfortunate situation where you have lost a parent or a family member or a friend or anyone, you know, going to grief and loss counseling can help you. And I highly encourage you to go in and seek some treatment. The next topic I'm going to talk about is something that I really didn't experience too much myself, but I have, I heard a few stories recently I had not, not been aware of, and it, it was from California, and it was just outside Silicon Valley where a lot of rich kids were experiencing so much pressure from their parents to achieve high grades and get a certain GPA and you know live up to these certain standards that their pressure was so overwhelming that they were beginning to hurt themselves and do all these things that you would just never expect someone with a lot of money to have to go through. And so for me, we grew up with no money and there was really no pressure to get good grades. But if you're someone who is experiencing pressure for whether it's for getting good grades, it's pressure to get a certain type of a job or attend a certain type of a school and you're working really hard towards it, but you just can't quite get get to that expectation. But you're trying your best, and the someone, whoever it is, or people who are putting this pressure on you, you know, I think it's important that you explain to them that you're working your hardest, you're doing your best, but you just can't quite meet that expectation, and that they need to cut you some slack. And I don't think it's fair for you to have to feel like you can't live up to the expectation, or you're feeling all this pressure, and you just can't do it and you're starting to feel like you're not worthy or you you know you're thinking less of yourself and I just think that's totally unfair and I personally think that you need to just work as hard as you can to achieve the goals you set 
And if you can't get there, don't be so hard on yourself. You know, not everyone can be a straight A student or not everyone can get into a certain school. I really think that you just got to bring the bar down a little bit and just live up to whatever your true potential is. And if your your potential is, you know, just to get a high school education with no extra, no education in college or anything, then that's perfectly fine. There are other ways to get education other than college. So too much pressure can put an enormous amount of stress on you. And if you're constantly trying to live up to someone else's expectations, you may begin you know, to feel like you're not doing enough or you know, living up to someone else's expectation and you can't do it. It's not healthy for you. So have a serious conversation with the person who's putting the pressure on you. Explain to them that you're going to make all the sacrifices you can and work as hard as you can and do your best. That's all you can do. And you would really appreciate it if they would just stop being so hard on you so you wouldn't feel so much stress. Now, all these at-risk situations are not roadblocks. They are just speed bumps, signs you will need to mature faster, work harder, you know, to help your situation get better. By becoming the best person you can be, you can help yourself overcome these obstacles and live the life of your dreams. So I encourage you to you know, be aware of what's going on in your life. Take control of what you can control. And if it's out of your control, you have to just let it go. Become the best person you can. Watch inspiring videos, listen to inspiring audios, read books of people who have overcome great odds in their lives and who have overcome great obstacles to achieve their dreams. And hopefully that will inspire you to just know that anything's possible. So I encourage you to continue to strive to become the best version of yourself you can be. And I'm going to do everything I can to continue to provide you with information and content that will help you along your journey. I hope this was helpful. Please subscribe to the podcast so you can continue to receive these episodes and notifications as they become available. This was a summary of what's covered in Chapter 1 of the Self-Help for At-Risk Teens book. The next episode will be a summary of what will be in Chapter 2. Like I said, hit the subscribe button. It's available on Apple and Spotify and Google Podcasts and all other popular podcasting platforms. You can also join the email list at selfhelpcompany.com to be notified of all the content being created. Follow me on social media, and I look forward to connecting with you in the next episode. So continue to think positive, stay positive, and have yourself a great day.